Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. The John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast. John Anik and Kenny Florian. I love them. I can't get enough of them. Let's hear that Boston next. Big job there from Duffy and Frank Mir is hurt now. Oh, Duffy goes Duffy on call. Frank Mir does it again. Rock'em, sock'em, robots here. Oh, my goodness. I believe you. They're a couple of absolutely self-involved bull****. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian. Oh, great to be back with you. Sunday, January 8th. The year is 2023. It's episode 379 of the Anakin Florian podcast. Hope you all found the video last week on the DraftKings YouTube channel. And we got children in the background already. We can't blame Longo this early. That sounds like Archer Florian. Is that who that is? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll it's always amazing. hear him. We just had a 21-minute pre-show meeting. You couldn't hear a child. And then as soon as we cracked the screws, 11.20 a.m. Eastern. But it's great to be with you, folks. And uh, we have a lot to get to today. The UFC schedule, folks, resumes in six days. On January 14th, we have predictions coming up later in the main event challenge with Brian Petrie. By the way, speaking of the UFC schedule resuming, I read an article on an MMA junkie this morning. UFC Vegas 68 to be headlined by Derek Lewis and Sergey Spivak on February 4th, I believe, features a 1 a.m. Eastern start time for the main card. Should I repeat that? 1 a.m. Eastern for the main card. Now, to all of the international listeners and viewers and Europeans out there, I mean, they want to punch me in the face right now. They're like, right. what are you about to complain about? So this show was to go down in Korea, as many of you know. The Korean zombie Chan Sung Jung unable to compete. He is injured. So the card got moved to Las Vegas. So a lot of the Korean talent will be showcased. But it's still got to be a 3 p.m. main card in Korea. So 10 p.m. Like, we don't go that late for Vegas papers. Wow. Obviously, it's 7 p.m. Pacific. So 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern for the main card. On January 4th, February 4th. Only thing I can guarantee you is that I will be uh, out cold <laughs> because obviously I go to Perth and I need my uh, beauty sleep. All right. As we get into headlines, our lead story today, Ray Longo coming up, by the way, in about seven minutes. We have some stuff on Aljamain Sterling and Henry Cejudo. Nothing of the breaking news variety because, you know, you can't count on Longo for that. But Jake Paul has signed with the PFL. And if I was the lead analyst for the PFL. Kenny Florian, by the way, lead analyst for the <laughs> Professional Fighters League. I would be absolutely elated and very excited, wanting to run through a wall after watching his six-minute promotional announcement video. Few of the details, Kenny. Uh, the launching of the PFL Super Fight Division alongside his manager, Nikisa Bedorian. Jake will be the head of fighter advocacy, 50% of revenue for the fighters in this Super Fight Division seemingly featured on pay-per-view. They'll get 50% of the revenue. They also would have the ability to procure their own sponsorship deals. We'll get into the Nate Diaz stuff as well. Um, but I just love the way Jake Paul as an orator and as a promoter sort of handled this announcement. And, uh, you know, as some people have sort of echoed publicly for people in the fight game, I don't know how you don't support this guy. You know, he seems to really be the real article and genuinely about the fighter as a PFL, uh, you know, employee, so to speak. Kenny, what are your thoughts on all that? 
Well, it's, it's certainly very exciting for the organization. I, I think this is huge for the PFL. I think it, it also adds that much more value to any of the fighters out there that may be on the fence of, of who they're going to sign with next. You know, that is a huge opportunity. You know, guaranteeing 50% of pay-per-view sales is, is huge. Uh, I'm curious to see. Um, you know, exactly, uh, how Jake Paul is going to pursue his mixed martial arts career, who he's going to, who he's going to face early on. Uh, all that stuff is interesting. But for me, on the business side of things, I see this as a huge positive for the organization, for the fighters involved, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, this guy has established himself as a true force. It, it really is impressive what Jake Paul has done. And, um, yeah, I, I, I uh, I, I've been, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on Jake just because of all, you know, his past relationships and what he said and how he pumps things up. But uh, obviously he's pulling through and staying true to his word and uh, curious to see how it develops, man. Very exciting. I want to read a tweet from Big John McCarthy, uh, whom I respect a great deal. I think it is a great move for Jake Paul and shows how business savvy he really is. I can't say the same for the PFL at this time. It's going to take time to see how positive his presence is for them and if it was a good move for everyone involved. I'm certainly not going to ask you to comment on that. I'm not exactly sure what that shot at the PFL exactly means, um, mm -hmm. but I find it to be very interesting. And oftentimes people on this podcast have heard me talk about Conor McGregor or Patty Pimblett and their ability to just be themselves as orators. They have good comedic timing. Whatever. I mean, Connor's in a league by himself, okay? Even the great Chael Sonnen, I talk about a lot of his maybe material that was scripted. You know, I really do believe that when Jake Paul gets on a microphone, he is intelligent, he is thoughtful, and obviously this promotion in particular, you know, I didn't love some of the Dana White stuff at the end, if I'm being candid, but overall, I think the way this was put together was really brilliant and masterfully articulated by him. I mean, I don't know if I'm going too far, right? Obviously, I work for uh you know the mma leader but i don't know man like my twin brother just said before you do your podcast you got to watch that video and i was effectively blown away so yeah no he's he's done an amazing job and again you think about all the reps that he has had as a, a youtube uh guy you know over the years he he knows what he's doing he's a smart kid and he's successful for a reason no question about it certainly not as uh comedically relevant as one Conor McGregor, but maybe he'll get there. But congratulations to Jake Paul. And I do think that, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes about his mixed martial arts training and the ensuing mixed martial arts debut. If you did watch the video, you know, he has a wrestling background and, Hey, I mean, the proof is in that video, right? As a youth, he obviously had MMA aspirations and not boxing aspirations, so we'll see how it goes. Now, part of this, Kenny, he offered Nate Diaz, who is seemingly a combat sports free agent right now, a two-fight deal, wants to compete with him in boxing and then six months later in mixed martial arts. Follow-up tweet here from UFC lightweight contender Hanato Moicano. Unpopular opinion it's easier for Jake Paul to beat Nate Diaz in an MMA match than for Nate Diaz to beat Jake Paul in boxing. How do you feel about the potential of a two-fight series with Nate Diaz and Jake Paul? I mean, I think it's very ambitious and idealistic to think that that would ever happen. Um, but Moicano among those that thinks, uh, you know, Jake Paul wouldn't be totally outmatched in an MMA setting against Nate Diaz. Listen, Jake has proven that he, he knows how to box. He's a big, strong kid. He hits extremely hard. He, uh, no question, has knockout power. He takes it very seriously. I think we see, we've seen improvements in his game and how he's moving, etc. Setting things up. 
And I think that, yeah, he'd absolutely be a legitimate threat against Nate Diaz uh, in, a, in a boxing fight. Uh, but in, in mixed martial arts, you know, people forget he, he does have a wrestling background. I actually did a seminar at his former high school in Ohio at Westlake uh, High School. And both him and his brother have their names up there uh, on the wall as, as guys who have done well in wrestling, state qualifiers, all that stuff. So that was pretty funny seeing that. But, you know, the, the sport of mixed martial arts, there's so much to it. How you put it all together, he's going to need a heck of a lot of time against someone as experienced as Nate Diaz. So just based on that alone, I find it absolutely fascinating. And if the PFL, Nate Diaz, and Jake Paul can get together and make this happen, uh, I think it would be absolutely epic. And one of the first times that we've seen guys go, okay, listen, I'll fight you in boxing and I'll fight you in mixed martial arts. If they're able to pull this off, this could be huge. Now, one thing that I've said in the UFC, I don't love when guys sort of go bonus begging on the microphone. And if you sort of look historically back at it, I think sometimes when you ask for the bonus, you go to the bottom of the queue and it doesn't necessarily work out. You know, sometimes it's hard for me as a mixed martial arts advocate and purist to see people sort of desperately now in pursuit of the Jake Paul fight. It's a little bit easier for me to appetize it now because he's in the PFL and he has created this pay-per-view league or whatever, right? But prior, when you see sort of big-name mixed martial arts athletes sort of desperately seeking this Jake Paul fight, you know, and Duran Wynn unceremoniously cut from the UFC, and of course he wants to fight Jake Paul, and Jeremy Stevens, <clears throat> excuse me, wants to fight Jake Paul. It's a little weird for me that a guy who's 0-0 in MMA, right? I know it's the money fight now, but to me, that's just the, the angle that I don't love is that now all of a sudden, like, everybody desperately wants to fight Jake Paul. You know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a blessing and a curse having that name and not having any experience. So, yeah. All right. A couple other news and notes. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov hinting that he will be stepping away from MMA coaching. And there was some translations of a post on Instagram concluding the year. Take care, brothers. The year certainly turned out to be a very busy and successful one. I hope my decision is only for the best. A big hug to you all. Thank you. You were a big reason for my success in sports. And then there's another quote. Habib is leaving the MMA industry. It's about coaching and everything else related to MMA. The reason is Habib's desire to devote more time to his family. So, a lot of people had Khabib Nurmagomedov and Javier Mendez as the coaches of the year in 2022. A lot of people felt like he would be in here for the long game, Kenny, and maybe be able to scratch that competitive itch by being a coach and not a fighter. And, uh, you know, if you take him at his word here through interpretation, it looks like Khabib's going to be stepping away. I'd imagine he'll be there for Islam Akashev here in six weeks or so, but I don't know. And that's interesting. I, I think he's probably at the very least going to slow down his schedule significantly. Um, I, I know he does work with a bunch of fighters, but I think more than anything else, I think the dedication of the time in between fights, it's one thing to go ahead and corner someone uh, for a weekend or for a week, but spending, you know, Monday through Saturday, potentially Monday through Sunday, every day of the week, you know, coaching, <laughs> monitoring, you know, doing the game planning, doing the drills, all that stuff is probably taking away a lot of time from his family. So I, I totally get it on in that regard and uh, wish him the best. But hopefully we do see him in some capacity. Pro MMA fighter Shamil Zavurov, and I got this from MMA Junking, one of Khabib's closest friends and, and confidants, uh, also alluded to Khabib stepping back. He's left this sport, but the sports spirit will never leave him. 
That was good training. Uh, indeed, it was. Not sure if you saw the headline, but rest in peace as it continues to be a tough 2023 to 18-year-old Victoria Lee. Yeah. Man, one championship prospect. Uh, as many of you know, her siblings, Angela and Christian Lee, have both held one championship titles at one point or another. She was scheduled for her fourth pro fight. On January 14th, there's a video of her on MMA Junkie Radio when she was 17. Um, man, dude, this kind of ripped that whole promotion apart. And certainly her siblings, man, pretty tough stuff. It's terrible. You know, I, I know there was a lot of potential, a lot of excitement uh, around her and, you know, what her family mm -hmm. has done. Um, obviously, there, there was high hopes uh, for her. Just terrible, man, to, to hear that. Uh, a girl that young is passing away. I, I you know, having dealt with a sibling die, uh, it, it is, it's a horrible feeling. It's going to take a while. And um, my heart goes out to uh, the Lee family. All right. One last thing in terms of the power slap league, obviously the UFC is aligned, at least promotionally in terms of some of the stuff on social media. We're not going to be talking about the power slap league here on Anakin Florian podcast, but I did feel the need to sort of address one thing. And it's the only thing I'm going to say about it. And I don't know if you have anything to add, right? Like mm -hmm. I was a little bit surprised to see the Nevada state athletic commission make this a sanctioned event, right? Because I don't see this as martial arts. And largely to me, it just seems like an expeditious way to get head trauma, right? I don't see, I mean, again, I'm all for people making money. Certainly like I'll probably watch a little bit of it on TBS, but this is to support my friends and coworkers, right? Every time I mention anything resembling support to the power slap league it's because a lot of our ufc producers and my co-workers are working intimately on this show so if i'm watching or supporting you know i believe dan helley one of my co-workers is going to be the voice of power slap league so largely i don't support the premises or the premise i should say right. um but just supporting my co-workers you know i understand the viral nature of some of these clips part of me feels like once you've seen one slap knockout you've seen them all but it's also not unlike you know nature's metal on instagram like i can't <laughs> I can't take my eyes off of it. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. A lot to get to in the program coming up. UFC Fight Night, Imabov versus Gastelum. We have five main card selections in the main event challenge. We have a pronunciation of the week that I still can't pronounce. Obviously, it's a Polish name, and uh, we'll get to that later. But right now, it's the star of the show. Let's get to the Ray Longo Minute. It's now time for the Ray Longo Minute. Florian podcast. My man, happy new year, guys. There he Where is. Where My man. Oh, How are, are you, buddy? How are we feeling today? Oh, we're feeling better now. Better now. Whatever you do, John, if you pick a fight, you tell a guy, listen, if you win this fight, you don't think he's going to win. You get the power slap me in the face. Don't do it. I'm just saying, yeah. don't do it. Get the tattoo. Take the oh, tattoo. tattoo every day of the week. <laughs> Candidly, and again, I'm not trying to, you know, sound as grape soft as I am, but I have been hospitalized with two concussions in my life. And if I had a better chin and hadn't banged my head several times in my life, I absolutely would do something with my twin brother on film where one time we would each slap each other in the face as hard as we could. But I'm telling you right now, he slaps me one time in the in the face based upon historically me. Like I'm out cold. No doubt. Out cold. <laughs> You don't want to take too many of those. Yeah. I mean, now, is there a is there a weight? Is there yeah, there are weight, weight classes. There are all weight classes? Yeah. 
Oh man, I didn't even know that. What's the yeah. weight class? The same I don't as the know. Olympics? I don't no? know. We're not. This is not going to be a platform <laughs> on which the Power Slap League gets coverage. You know. Oh my God. Well, I did not. You know, obviously, you know. Hey. I, I think what you said is is my sentiment. Once you've seen one, you've seen them all. I yeah. just can't see it past that. But yeah, you know, I think everybody's going to have to be in a certain mood like a certain yeah. meathead mood and then you know <laughs> you can see the college college dorm rooms oh go 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 yeah all right so um we're not going to keep you long today but we appreciate your time especially on a sunday morning so al Jermaine sterling is the undisputed ufc bantamweight champion he fought in april and then october of 2022 and then suggested that he wanted some time off at least till the second quarter of 2023 of which he was richly deserving, in my opinion, by the way. So here's a quote from Henry Cejudo. The UFC is shooting for March 5th. And by the way, if you don't know, all indications are that Henry Cejudo is going to be next for Aljo. And then the winner of that fight would face Sugar Sean O'Malley, who is in the wings. So here's the quote from Cejudo. The UFC is shooting for March 5th. It's up to him, Aljo, right, to cut some of that fat that he has and step away from that damn Hennessy. Uh, but he is next. Now, I also have a quote from Henry Cejudo, who stepped away from the game after defending his title against Dominic Cruz. I needed a break. I've been wrestling at the highest level since age 11. I never really took a break. Me being off for close to three years, having a baby, spending time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, point being, you know, Cejudo can take his break. And I love you, Triple C, right? Yeah. But all of a sudden, Aljo, who had a neck surgery and then this brutal series with Piotr Jan, can't take his break, you know? Right. I just feel like if anybody deserves to control the timeline... For when this title defense happens, it's not Henry Cejudo. Should Henry not be thankful that he's coming back into a championship setting? What am I missing? No, 100 percent. Yeah. But, you know, look, they, these guys all, you know, do things to sell fights. And uh, I mean, all I can tell you is like I told you the time we went to the PFL, Aljo was hysterical with Henry and Henry's a good sport. Look, I think these are two guys that they really don't have malice in whatever they're saying. You know, they just, uh, I think they really, both of them have fun with it. I, that's my my opinion. I, there's nothing crazy, but I think Aljo's definitely fighting before June. I mean, I think it's more contract stuff than it is him, you know, being ready to go. He's always working out and he's in the gym. You know, he does, he's party. You know, you could see that they document they're all over the place. But, you know, Marab's been back, you know, uh, in New York. He's... He's been traveling all over the place. I can tell you he's not out of shape. So uh, I'm saying Aljo's the same thing. He'd have to get the weight off, but he's always in the gym. He's always trying new things. And uh, it might look like he's partying, but he's he's working out constantly. And and I'm not sure, but I'm sure he's always reviewing tapes like every day and every week. March 4th is a Vegas pay-per-view. It's essentially eight weeks away. I mean, that would sound pretty ambitious, Ray, I would think, right? That would that sounds it didn't when it first came out. Now it's starting to, but uh I gotta call Aljo today. I really haven't talked to him. Yeah. You know, uh he I he called the other day and I was right in the middle of something and I just as we're talking now, I just remembering that I, I never called him back, so I feel horrible about that. We touched base maybe last week a little bit, so I'm not really sure what's going on, but um, yeah, you know, it does sound ambitious. I know, you know, for Aljo, he definitely likes more time rather than less time. So, my opinion, anyway. But you'd have to talk to him. But uh, so that's a little ambitious, I think, at this point. So if they right. don't wrap something up within two weeks, then move on to the next date. It's interesting when you look at the calendar because March 18th is London, England. It's going to be Leon Edwards. You got to think that probably wouldn't be a pay-per-view they would add Cejudo and Sterling to. April usually ends up being New York. We know about some of the challenges for Aljamain there. And then all of a sudden oh, it's another, May. So 
that's another good point. Because yeah, I know April 8th, they're coming back to New York. Oh, see, they're breaking. See, I, hey, I said off the top of the show that Longo's not usually good for breaking news. There it is. Longo breaking <laughs> news. UFC back to New York State April 8th. I'm only good for breaking news when I know something and I'm delirious in the morning. <laughs> maybe I maybe I didn't mean that. I'm getting that from I'm getting that from Frivola. You see my shirt, by the way, Team Steam. He just yeah. sold Frivola. He just sold Frivola out, right? What was that? I just, just sold, sold Frivola. I just sold Frivola. He, Frivola's he fault. <laughs> So man, I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. It was great. It was great, my man. It was awesome. You got to enjoy some downtime? A little bit, yes. Yes. John? Yeah, man. How about you? Did you have any downtime? I chilled out. Yeah, I'm chilling. I had a a, a nice couple of weeks. Yeah. No, I really, I think, needed a little bit of a respite from the UFC grind. And I'll be very excited to knock the rust off here in a couple of weeks in uh, in Rio de Janeiro. We obviously haven't been to Brazil in about four years. So, uh, well, yeah. going to Rio. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil trip number 28. Kenny, that's a company man. We're looking by at the way, that's a By the way, man. hey, <laughs> company man, I got to say, and Ken Flo, I think you'll appreciate this. So, obviously, a lot of you know. Shameless plug, if you want to call it that, but we sell one more sleep merchandise at millions.co. Kenflo, how about the Brazil design with the Brazilian oh, dude, flag? I mean, come sick. on. Come on, Kenflo. Right? That's mine. I want oh, we're sending teacher. it to you. Kenflo, you want a large or you want to shrink an XL? Give me a large. I'll give you a large. So that's, they kind of run sick. small, so I might give you an XL to shrink, but we'll see. All right. So there's the one more sleep wait, for so UFC wait, 283. Wait, wait, Kenny gets a shirt. What's that? What size are you, Ray? Double XL. I don't know. You, oh, you, I got you. you. Yes, he oh, is. Ha. Kenny, he's already putting the shirt away. I got you. I mean, Cody, do you believe this? Yeah, oh, I actually God. can't believe this. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe it. Hey, Kenny, what size are you? Well, Kenny speaks Brazilian Portuguese. He lived in that country for a time. And... He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, but I digress. Ray, your shirt's in the mail. But yes, this is the design I am most proud of with the Brazilian flag behind the one more sleep. So we're excited to have those. It looks great. Millions.co in advance of UFC 283. You can also get Steamroller Frivola merchandise there. But I mentioned Matt the Steamroller Frivola because he's one of several fighters that has voiced public support for Jake Paul, given his announcement that he's joining the PFL. And candidly, like, I know the UFC is the one that cuts my check, but I don't know how um, you could not appreciate a lot of what Jake Paul has brought to the table. Did you watch his video announcement that he's joining the PFL? No, I did not. Well, you don't sound enthusiastic about this hey, at no, all. No, no, no. It's, I'm not, I'm, no I appreciate uh, I think uh, I've come to appreciate what those guys have done with with the bare minimum. <laughs> you know, they look they look good, man. They they could definitely box, and uh, they said they wrestled in high school. Yeah, and you know they proved to be you know pretty intelligent in the in the ring. So I think they're going to make a, a a nice transfer over. So Cody's telling me that in an attempt to uh, to cover the first news break, you broke another piece of news. Oh, Cody, what's going on? Well, because he what said up? he said the New York card, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, well that's I'm getting that from Steamroller." So he not only broke that there was a New York card, but also that Steamroller would be on it. <laughs> that's no, right. No, Steamroller is definitely not on that card yet. That I who's he get. fighting April eighth in New York? Steamroller. He wants to fight April eighth in New York. I'm hoping he gets the fight. Oh, I'm okay. hoping right. he gets a fight. Okay. All right. All, all right. right. You know, Steamroller is the type of guy who tells me, "All right, we got eight weeks." 
I go, eight weeks for what? And he goes, uh, till, till I'm fighting. And I am go, did you get a fight? He goes, no, but I hope I get one. I mean, so <laughs> yeah. he's, he's always training at this point, too. So oftentimes in our fighter meetings, and again, I'm sort of moving on because it sounds yeah. like uh, that was enough Jake Paul talk for Ray Longo for today. Oh. Um, but, you know, oftentimes in our fighter meetings, I will ask fighters if they have any negative emotions towards training. And sometimes they'll answer with veracity. Other times they tell me that they love every session. And other than maybe Rafael Dos Anjos, I don't believe any of them. Right. But I'll ask athletes if they have any negative emotions towards training. And I guess I'm just curious for you. Right. And I'm not saying this has been a career renaissance with Aljamain Sterling and may Rob Dwalishwili. But now at this stage of your career, right, right, you have like a lot of talent and a lot of it is up and coming. It's not necessarily like in the twilight of their respective careers. So do you have any negative emotions getting up and doing this every day? No, not one, not one negative emotion. You know, I could, you know what it is. I'll, I'm going to connect with the guys I could connect with and have fun. And, um, you know, I have a lot of other people now in the gym that help out with stuff. So I'm definitely a different person than I was five years ago. So I'm kind of not as hands on, but, uh, no, I don't have one negative emotion. I love it. Uh, man, Frivola and Nas sparred yesterday. You, if you, if you don't love watching that, and you don't love MMA, you know, so no, it's all, it's all good. That, I got, I got great guys. It's, it's a little different than the, uh, Sarah Weidman days and the Iaquinta. Everybody's still in the gym, but, um, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, lo- I absolutely love it. And what yeah. I'm telling you, when I don't love it, I won't do it. I'm cutting down, you know, going to some of the local shows and stuff. So, yeah, uh, I try to right. make that clear to everybody that I just don't have the, yeah. the energy anymore. What are you smirking yeah. at? <laughs> well, it's just the paparazzi at the local shows. What's a man supposed to do? Everybody wants a goddamn <laughs> photograph. He can't go. I love watching where this guy's brain is going, Kenny. I swear to God. <laughs> I, see him I, don't even know, I don't even know where, where he's going. That's, that's, so you're worried about the local paparazzi. I'll always stop in there. Uh, Sometimes I just treat this like a, a, a conference call with the three of us, just trying to make my friend Kenny laugh. That's really what we're trying to do. No, no, right, before no we... negative emotions. I really, I, I thank God. I think that's the, you know, I thank God that for a lot of things, but that's one of them that I still have the passion and I still love doing it. Same thing with just, you know, like I'm content with where I am at life. Like I'm not yeah. looking to make another $10 million or whatever. Right, I, right. I'm happy. I just doesn't. Yeah. And I he's think good with that, the last ten million dollars. He doesn't no, no, need no, nothing. Right. Like that. Right. No, no, I right. didn't mean it like that. I don't have ten million dollars. <laughs> but but the point is, like, I'm, some people are never satisfied. And they're always going, yeah. going, trying to get to the. I, I'm not that guy. I'm really yeah. happy where I'm at. I'm very fortunate, very grateful for everything I have. As far as I know, I have a great life. Some people might think it's a shit life, you know. But, yeah. Uh, to me, it's everything's working out pretty damn good. All right, one of the 2022 Anakin Florian Podcast Coaches of the Year, uh, <laughs> Ray Longo. Before we let you fly, I know for a lot of our UFC fan base, this has been a tough three or four weeks. And even for me that welcomes the respite, I can't wait to sit down and watch a UFC fight night on ESPN Plus this weekend. Uh, I'd imagine you're excited to have the UFC back in your life. Any extra rounds? Yeah. You got any gigs this weekend or what? Uh, no, probably. I'm, I'm assuming for the pay-per-view card. I'll do it. You know, I've been doing that MSG show. I don't know. It's just a local, yeah. local show, but it's been good. Really, really a lot of fun. Me and me and I equipped to do it. So we have a, we have a lot of laughs. Nice. Yeah. Cody's been telling me about your, uh, <laughs> your twilighting on, on MSG. All right. Ray Longo minute. Yeah. I haven't seen Every. extra rounds though. 
in a while. All right. Yeah. Podcast of the year. Uh, all right, Ray. Uh, hey, you know, appreciate you me off guard last time. I was laughing so hard. I didn't know if you're telling me that. I, I, I just, that was fun. That, yeah. You were good last week. Very good. Thank you. I actually ended up going on Bruce Buffer's podcast, so I got to hash that out with TJ DeSantis a uh. little bit. Um, but if he goes back and listens to the audio, he knows it's sort of a running bit, but yeah, obviously yeah. – uh, yeah. Man, I love Buffer, man. We have a good – I do his podcast a lot. I say, you know – Bruce really just is what a great guy, man. He really is. Like, you know, I, I'll do that podcast. Guys in the gym walk out. I'll have them, you know, announce them as if they're fighting in the UFC. He makes their day. That's what I love about him. He will take the time. He loves it. You could still see he still got the passion to do it. And if he can make somebody happy, that's why I said that guy calls me to do the podcast. I just jump right on because – you know, he's he's been good. We had a blast that night, no, John? Oh, it was great. You yeah. old guys got to stick together anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, that's for sure. Hey, one one bit, one quick thing that you, yes. I don't know if you mentioned yet. Is it true that Khabib retired? Khabib retired? We did talk about it. Seemingly that is what's happening. And obviously, if there's any athlete, former athlete, you take at his or her word, it's that guy, right? Oh, without a doubt. Without it, if he said it, if he came out and said it, then he means it. No, that's that's a shame. Well, that's Kenny the, that's sort the guy of, that's really that 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 guy. What he's done, uh, even with his career and with the fighters, is re- that's something that's huge. But I mean, for me, like even as a coach, I I would have loved to. I don't know to have a coach against him. I mean, um, I don't. Think I, that, I wonder. I wonder what the effect is going to be on his fighters. You know, n- not only as you know a. a a uh, source of incredible knowledge, but also just that presence, you know, that inspiring right. presence of well, being no, around on fight week and being around uh, on fight night, if that is the case, uh, you know, depending on how extreme he's going with this. I, I think it's an interesting development for all the guys that he uh, over, oversees, right? Yeah, because I tell you, he definitely had a, a, a certain connection and bond with those guys and, uh, Man, that's that's crazy. That that to hey, me was that came out of nowhere. I'll tell you, the Perth itinerary almost scared me out of re-signing with the UFC <laughs> as a commentator. And when he probably looked at getting to Perth with Islam Akasha, he said, "You know what? I'm not going to Perth." You know, wait, no, wait, but do you think he won't go to Perth though? Or well, that's no. So Kenny sort of was intimating that maybe he isn't going to be coaching full time, but you would see him corner Islam Akashev and maybe corner Bilal Muhammad as he continues right. his championship ascent. Right? Maybe he would selectively corner, but I don't know. I mean, this isn't doesn't seem to be the type of guy that's going to have one foot in. And, you know, even if he's chunking fight weeks here and there with athletes, those weeks add up and take him away from other initiatives. So I I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure he gets pulled in 50 different directions. Right. I mean, he had he had the Eagle Fight League. That's not a that's not a joke to keep that thing running. You have a lot of high level fighters always traveling on the shows. It that it gets tough, you know, like. I, that's why I say I was saying I like to pick and choose now a little bit, and um, you know the constant grind. I you know, so what I'm saying I still have the passion. I'm I'm creating that too by maybe not going to this gig or that gig or delegating over here. So I'm trying to keep within myself what I think I could do and still maintain the right. proper focus for everybody. But uh, what he was doing, yeah, he's still young though, so he should be able to pull it off. But that that he had a lot on his plate for sure. Yeah. All right. The star of the show, Ray Longo. We obviously have been teasing a pretty big announcement. We're hoping to make it next week on the show during the Ray Longo minute. So thank you for your time. 
and we will talk to you in the not too distant future. Have a great day. Have a better evening. Don't forget NFL starts 1 p.m. Eastern sharp. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me block that. That I don't have a passion for, but uh, right. I'll tell you one thing. But if I, that I did follow that that accident though, what? A, yeah. That kid. That kid is up. In, he's talking now, right? Neurologically yeah. intact. Let me he, tell you something. Those doctors in the NFL. That they. Let me tell you. If you want to see the way to handle something, that I loved every second. I might actually start watching football again because of that. Because I did catch that on the news. They shut that game down. I think was the right call to make. Anybody that doesn't think that was the right call, if that was your kid out there, you would not. Maybe you would want. I mean, you know, some of those people are. Uh, are crazy, but I thought they did a great job getting on the field, attended yeah. to that guy. I did. It didn't look good. So if this guy makes it and he's already spoke, man, yeah, I, I say top notch. Uh, that they, I think that was pretty damn cool, man. That was no. that was good. No, so, I mean you can argue it's about the best place in the world, other than a hospital, to go into cardiac arrest to be on an NFL football field. And my trainer Rio Santana was sort of telling me, and not that this is breaking news to you guys, but I believe every gym in the country is required to have that automated external defibrillator, the AED in the gym. And uh, you know, obviously it was that, and uh, you know, just the the quick action. You know, it was interesting to hear NFL reporters talk about the speed and like athleticism of these trainers getting in and getting on. It's pretty uh pretty incredible uh, uh, accomplishment you, by the doctors. You actually might be better off in the NFL than in a hospital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not even kidding. But God, God, God bless yeah. him. That that's great news. That that is real yeah. good news, man. Because that what a tragedy. All right, God bless you, buddy. Have a great Sunday, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. All right, guys. Congrats on everything, and I'll talk to you soon. You too, my man. None of this happens without Ray Longo, the star of the show. Ray Longo met it every week on the Anakin Florian podcast, dating to episode one in April of 2015. All right, pronunciation of the week as we bring on our producer, Cody Merrow. This man was a Dana White contender series winner last August. He was to face Omar Morales in his UFC debut this weekend in Vegas. Instead, it will be Nick Fiore. Cody Merrow, good 2023 to you, sir. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know of whom I am speaking. But what's your uh, what's your gander on this name we have for the masses well, today? We're going to get 2023 off to a 0-1 start here with the pronunciation of the week. But it's going to be a huge year for the podcast. Uh, <sighs> Mateusz. And I did watch Dana White's Contender Series, so I'm, I'm a little bit... Uh, leg up here. I didn't go back and look, so I think I'm going to be closer than I should be. Rimbietsky or something like that. All right, let's uh, let's hear from Mateusz. I'm Mateusz Rembetsky. I'm Mateusz Rembetsky. All right, so it's spelled, you know, Mateusz, right? We all know Mateusz Gamrot, so certainly Poland it's Mataj when it's M-A-T-E-U-S-Z. And Cody obviously is graphically representing this for people on the video side. But if you're listening, the last name is spelled like Rebecca, R-E-B-E-C-K-I. So can you play the file again? I thought Mataj Rebecca, but then you listen to the file. Coming at you. I'm Mateusz Rembetski. Yeah. I'm Mateusz Rembetski. I mean, what is an announcer Raum, to do? Rembetski? Oh, yeah, I mean, then he drops a Rembetsky, and then it's round. Be- I mean, yeah, Fitzy, best of luck, kid. <laughs> that's tricky, dude. Be interested to see if that's Bisping. You know, he's going with Matouch the whole time. It's not. There's no last name. Yeah, right. 
Well, Dana White <laughs> does not Mike. like when we go first names for obvious reasons because the fighters are graphically represented with their surnames. But, you know, procedurally, right? So I will get a fighter like that who's new to the UFC. I'll get that audio file. And then I will go voice that fight based upon that file. Right. But he says his last name two different ways. And then on the Friday before the show, my producers will see that entire track and they'll either go with it or call me in my hotel room and say, you need to retract this. And uh, yeah. oftentimes there's a little bit of a back and forth. But uh, all right. That's a pronunciation of the week. Cody Merrow is off to an O and one start. It is now time to begin our 2023 main event challenge. Let's get to the picks. It's the main event challenge. The main event challenge. The John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast. Tired of snooty wines and their old wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 Crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt sip smell routine or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine and culture, telling the stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes Wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of UFC. Pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly. 2024, Sonoma, California. And make his first appearance of the new year. 2023. Handicapper to the stars at Brian Petrie MMA on social media. Host of the MMA Takes podcast. Brian Petrie. Big Gun is with us. Happy New Year, Big Gun. What's going on? Nothing much, boys. Happy New Year. Been listening. Ray kills me every time with the whole... John, why didn't you send me a shirt? So that was that was very good. Starting off starting off 2023 well, man. It's funny because there was a time in Kenny Florian's life where he just wanted people to stop sending him t-shirts. Right? Yeah. I don't need any more yeah. free t-shirts. <laughs> but this one I thought he would maybe enjoy. Uh, it's a dope yeah. shirt. All right. There is a new scoring system for the main event challenge in 2023. One thing that we sort of failed in last year was providing the necessary weekly updates to further captivate people in terms of the head-to-head between you two guys. So basically, the way it's going to go, I'm retaking control of the board. Everything is based upon $100, right? So if a fighter is minus 140, you're trying to win $100 on that favorite. You put $140 down to win 100 If the fighter is plus 140, you put $100 down to win 140 At the suggestion of Brian Petrie, we're also adding the potential for you guys to add a lock of the week for every single week in which you make UFC selections. So basically what you can do, no pressure whatsoever. This is your bankroll. Mm-hmm. Whoever has more money at the end of the year is going to win. Punishment to be determined, by the way. Cody Merrow is going to accept the punishment with Kenny. I'm going to do the punishment with Brian Petrie if we lose. So essentially, I'm on <laughs> Team Petrie against Team Florian. Uh, but essentially, for the lock of the week, you don't have to give us a lock of the week a single time in 2023. But every week you can, as you're making a selection, make it your lock of the week. And so you can bet instead of 100, you can go two, 250, any Anything up to $500. So if you like Dan Ige this weekend in the co-main event and you're bullish on Dan Ige, you can put 500 bucks on Dan Ige. With that backdrop, if there are no further questions, Your Honor, we will con- commence with the uh, 2023 main event challenge. I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. Here we go. 
UFC fight night, Imavov versus Gastelum. First fight for us, Umar Nurmagomedov minus 540 against Howney Barcelos, who is plus 420. Obviously, heavy favorites in our scoring system. If you lose, you're going to pay the price. Nurmagomedov, 15-0 overall, 3-0 in the UFC. Mostly a submission guy, Bri, at least mm-hmm. when it comes to his finishes. Here he faces Barcelos, who's the more UFC-tested party. It'll be his ninth UFC appearance. Looked pretty good his last time out against Trevin Five-Star Jones. Your thoughts on this one on the main card, Nurmagomedov and Barcelos. Yeah, so on my own podcast, I spent the the better part of the end of the year tolling up what I picked and what I did, whatever. And I noticed I spent most of my 22 fading rushing fighters because they have huge numbers next to their name and I'm a value boy at heart. I'm like, I got to get one up. But that has obviously failed me because they continue to dominate and Umar is no different. This guy is a stud. I've been high on him since he came to the UFC. I think his his grappling obviously is 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 great. That's what he's known for. But his vision and his explosive on the feet, his quick twitch mus- quick, quick twitch muscle is is really really good. Elite, I would say. And he's flying on the radar here. I really think by the end of 2023, he's going to be fighting for the the eliminator for a title. I think he's that ceiling. And I don't want to shit all over behind Barcelos because I haven't talked about him. This guy's a vet. This guy's been in there. He's a good grappler. Um, and he's no chump. You know, he's been in there, but I think his time has passed a little bit. You know, he's been a little inactive. And I think it's Umar's time now. I think this is going to be a levels fight. There's going to be showed some levels here. In our scoring system, it would make sense to pick Barcelos, but I think Umar's special. So give me Umar by decision. I don't know if he gets him out of there, but I like Umar. Can you imagine starting your year with max lock of the week bet on Umar Nurmago Meta for twenty five hundred bucks? You know, yeah, uh, can flow minus five forty. Certainly not a price most betters are going to be laying. Perhaps the parlay folks get out there a little bit. But uh, any thoughts on Nurmago Medov here against Howney Barcelos? This is what makes it difficult, John, are the numbers. And so I've looked at this fight from a lot of different angles. You know, when I look at Nurmagomedov's name, I, uh, Nurmagomedov, I, I look at a guy who is very good at keeping a long range, you know. So it's very difficult for you to land shots on the outside because his kicking game is so good. Whether he's going upstairs or attacking your body, he's always keeping you at bay, which forces you to try to close that gap as quickly as possible, which allows him to hit a lot of these reactive takedowns. And from there, he controls you or ultimately submits you um, and and hits you with with good enough grounded pound. Now, I I still want to see more from him. I think he absolutely, like Brian said, is a guy you need to watch. I would not be surprised to see him uh, in the top five at some point or, or, or fighting for a title. But I think Barcelos is someone to be respected. I I, just based on the numbers, I don't I love this fight uh, as far as Nurmagomedov goes because Barcelos can wrestle. He is, uh, you know, good on the ground. I, I think he could pose a problem for Nurmagomedov in the boxing range. Kicking range, I think that's where he's really going to struggle. I, I think Nurmagomedov is going to be significantly faster than him on the feet. Uh, but just based on the numbers, I'll, I'll take it. I, I think hey. it's going to be closer than people think, and, and I'll go the way of Barcelos because I think those numbers are a bit inflated. Let's go. Right. Howney Barcelos plus 420. Ken Flo not messing around with his first selection of 2023. All right, next up, huge fight for the women at 135 pounds, and it is a pick right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. Second-ranked Ketlin Vieta, minus 110. Number five, Raquel Pennington, also minus 110. Tenth UFC start for the longtime contender, Ketlin Vieta. 
Kenny will lead with you here. Vieta on the cusp of a title shot. She's coming off back-to-back main event wins over a couple former champs, Misha Tate and Holly Holm. Now facing Pennington. Pennington has won four in a row to vault back into title contention. Potential title shot on the line here. You go in Vieta or Pennington in a pick'em. It's been great to see Ketlin Vieira's progress. She, she is someone that continues to get better. She is evolving. Uh, I think she's fighting smarter as well. And because of that, you're seeing her comfort level, um, you know, just it looks much better in the octagon now. She doesn't seem as stressed. She's making better decisions out there. Uh, and that's what you need against someone like Pennington, who you can never count out. Sometimes Pennington will be gone for two rounds. You're like, where is she? And all of a sudden she'll come out of nowhere or she'll start strong. And then you won't see her for the rest of the fight. So, you know, she is, she is a little bit hard to predict of what she's going to do and how she's going to approach. What you can guarantee is Pennington is going to try to, to, to make a decision, make it a decision. She doesn't, she's not the, the most dangerous finisher necessarily, and she's not easy to take out. Uh, but I, I do like Ketlin in this fight because I just think she's simply better everywhere. And if there is a lock on this card, I would go the way of Ketlin Vieira. I, I feel that confident with, with Ketlin uh, in this fight, and, and especially given the numbers here, both at uh, minus 110. Yeah, Pennington's a dog. Oftentimes, I don't like to fade the dogs at the window, and I thought you sort of set up her really well, but I was surprised that Ketlin Vieta was minus 110 and not closer to minus 160. Would you like to increase your bet, or are you just going with the 110 would, to 100? I would like to. I would uh, like to. Let's go. with the start of the, start right. of the year. So you can go you know, up to $500. You can go anywhere you want. You could do two. What would you like to put on Ketlin Vieta? Let's go Vieta? 500. $500. Ken Flo's lock of the week is Ketlin Vieta. And almost assuredly, that's going to move that betting line. I'm telling you, that'll move the betting line. Brian, what do you have for us on uh, Ketlin Vieta and Raquel Pennington? First off, I can't just ignore the fact that Kenny just went back to back, nuts on the table type bet. Marcelo's five units on Vieira. Unbelievable. This is a high level women's MMA fight. I was surprised by the line as well. I thought I would get Pennington at a dog number here. She's only 34, and I feel like she's been around forever. And 34 in women's MMA is is maybe rounding into her prime, you know, her physical prime. And she's actually looked really good in her last four fights. Pennington is just tough as nails. Besides the Amanda Nunes fight, no one takes her out. No one does. She's really good, and she's finding her style of fighting, which is pressure, mix things up, and never take your foot off the gas. And Kellen Vieira, when I look back at her fights, the Holly Holm, I got hand up. I got wrong. I I thought Holly Holm won that fight. Since the judging has come out of way we're going to judge fights, you can't just stall on the cage. I Since we watched it and Caitlin Vieira was the rightful winner, so I hand up I was wrong in that fight. But she just doesn't do enough. She's dangerous, but she just doesn't put enough output out there for me. Um, she can stop takedowns. She can mix takedowns on herself, but I need more. And with this being a pick em here, I, I'm going to go with a fighter who has higher volume, who I like a little more, who's been in there with some better competition. Vieira's right there, and I think Pennington's right there as well. And I faded Pennington a lot, and she's burned me. So give me Pennington four-fight win streak here. I think she's coming in shape. And uh, I got to go opposite my guy, Ken Flo. I think it's going to be a decision. Give me the over two and a half and give me fight goes to decision uh, goes to decision. I think those are all good parlay pieces because they're gonna be a little chunky. That's going to be a huge swing fight early on here in the main event challenge. And I have to admit, I love the new system and I love what the lock of the week has already injected into the main event challenge. All right. Fight here at middleweight guys. Punahele Soriano minus 165. Roman Kopalov. Gotta say Kopalov at a fucking Boston accent, right? <laughs> Roman Kopalov plus 140. Uh, 
I'm going to hell. Puna knocked out Dalshalungiambula his last time out, his former teammate. Kopalov knocked out Alessio to Kiriko. That was in Paris in September. First UFC win for Kopalov. Uh, Brian Petrie, which way are you going here? Soriano the favorite or Kopalov the dog? Yeah, so I promised myself I wouldn't stop picking Kopalov until he got his first UFC win because I was very high on him. I spoke very highly of him when he came to the UFC, dropped two duds. He finally got one. He finally got me a victory. My strategy worked. But then you got... Puna, who throws them things. I mean, this guy's built like a mini fridge. He's just all back in traps, right? Not the tallest guy at 185, but this dude is big. And look, look, look at his two losses in the UFC, right? Maximoff, you know, Maximoff struggled him, uh, smothered him, excuse me, couldn't breathe, right? That was a split decision win. And then Brendan Allen, he faded in that fight. And Brendan Allen used his distance and picked him apart. But other than that, this guy has a good wrestling background and he's got big KO power. And monitoring his social media, I think he's in shape. I think he's coming in here confident as well, coming off a knockout his last time out. And Kapilov is going to be encouraged to strike. He is a striker. But I think when he gets clipped, he's going to start shooting some desperate takedowns. That's not going to work on a guy like Puna. I like the under or the under two and a half here. I don't think this fight's going to go past the second round. I like Puna by KO big time here. Let's start the year off with a bang. All right, Puna L.A. Soriano, minus 165. The pick to click for Brian Petrie. Kempflow, what do you have for us on this one at 85? Yeah, John, I, I like Soriano here as well. I just think he's more powerful. He's more dangerous on the feet. This fight is going to stay on the feet. And Kopolov just isn't defensively sound enough or slick enough, in my opinion, to deal with someone like Soriano, who is extremely dangerous and explosive. So I like Soriano here as well. All right, co-main event in the featherweight division. Good to have a guy who is ranked, who will take on all comers, regardless of ranking. Enter 13th ranked featherweight Dan Ige. Slightly favored here, minus 125 against Damon Jackson, who is plus 105. Got to shout out my guy, Damon Jackson. I love both of these guys Mm -hmm. and their coaches, Safe Saud and Eric Nixick. But how about Damon Jackson, criminally underappreciated body of work as a mixed martial arts athlete in the UFC, out of the UFC. This is a fight he pursued on his own. Fought three times last year in 2022. Won all of them. Couple finishes. He's won four in a row. And thankfully, Bri, you got a guy like Ige who's willing to fight Damon Jackson. Your thoughts on DJ and what potentially he could do with an opportunity against the credentialed, hard-nosed Dan Ige. So most of you, if you follow me on social media, know that I can legally bet in Ohio now. That was my Christmas present, right? My first legal (laughs) MMA bet was Dan Ige at minus 115. So I believe the Sharps call that beating the line because the line has moved up a little bit. Uh, Ige's a stud, and I know he's on a three-fight skid, but look who he's lost to, guys. The cream, the current, the top of the line. And if you don't get knocked out by Josh Emmett, you're built different, right? I mean, this guy, Dan Ige, has a good win, some ugly losses, but he's right there. I don't know if he's championship quality, but he's right there. Um, and he can make that that turn. He looks to be in phenomenal shape. And you got Damon Jackson, who I've been wrong on every single time, right? I mean, every time I bet this guy or don't bet him, I'm wrong. Four-fight win streak, but his biggest win is over past Sabatini. But what I love about Damon Jackson is he's going, give me these fights, right? He takes a Toporia fight and gets buzzsaw, but he takes a fight like that because he doesn't give a shit. He wants to fight, and he's getting better. Earlier in his career, I felt like he struggled in some things. His grappling is getting better. His cardio is elite. His toughness is elite. But, man, I like Dan Ige big here, boys. I just see this line. I've already betted him, and if the line moved in my favor, I'll bet him more. Um, I think uh, I mentioned Taporia. I think Taporia made a blueprint of how to beat uh, Jackson. Go forward. 
touch the body, touch the head, and you'll get him. Three of the four losses of Damon Jackson's career come by knockout. He can be hurt. He can be touched. Now, Ige is, has power. He doesn't have the most knockouts in the UFC, but he does have power. He's not going anywhere. He's got a chin from hell. So I like Dean Ige here, and this is going to be my lock of the week. I am confident. I'm not going to go nuts on the table in five because Ken Flo's <laughs> a fucking man, but I'm going to go three units. This could be a three-in play here. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I like I like Ige by KO. That's something I'm going to sprinkle in on the prop side of things as well. I like you get back hail. All right, essentially, so you guys know. So that's a $375 wager on yes. Dan Ige to yield 300 and for Ken Flo, 550 on Ketlin Vieta <laughs> to win 500 for the lock of the week. All right, Dan Ige is winless, dating to his March 2021 22-second knockout of Gavin Tucker. Ken Flo, you think he gets back in that green column this weekend or what? Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough last five fights or so, uh, but he has fought all killers like Brian alluded to. No one's ever finished him uh, in, in the course of his mixed martial arts career. That is extremely impressive, given you know the type of guys that he has faced. Now, I, I do like this fight for him here against Damon Jackson. Brian did a tremendous breakdown. Couldn't agree with him more. Uh, the way you get Damon Jackson out of there, if you can, is to pursue him, back him up, get him on his back foot, uh, and come with a lot of pressure with your hands. Um, and if he does that, Dan Ige, we, we've seen him knock out very good fighters in the past. That's where Dan can win this fight. So I have Dan here as well, John. All right, Dan Ige, minus 125 in the co-main event this weekend back at the UFC Apex. And that brings us to our main event at middleweight, Nasordin Imavov, minus 205. Former interim title challenger, Kelvin Gastelum, plus 175. Anna Florian podcast poll results, 60% of the viewership likes the favorite, Nasordin Imavov. Bry, he's 27 years old, born in Dagestan, lives and trains in France, though. He's won three in a row. A lot of people see him as a real threat to the title. Mm-hmm. How do you think he handles Kelvin Gastelum this weekend? First main event in 2023, and I am, I think it's going to be coming out party for even one off. I'm not going to bury the lead here, boys. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm very high on this guy since he came to the UFC. He's got some, the biggest issue I've seen of him, because I think he's striking the elite, but cardio. He's really falling off cliffs with cardio. The Phil Hall's fight, which was his only loss, and then even the Joaquin Buckley fight, that third round got a little dicey, dicey, because, you know, he, he, he slowed down that fight. But Kelvin, has an impressive resume. I talked about resumes earlier in, in these move camps. He's back home in Arizona, which I like, but he's one in five in his last six. Now, these are elite guys. I know that, but I've always couldn't get past the fact that he's undersized at middleweight. He's 31 years old. He's been around forever. I still think there's time at 170 if he decides to make that move. I, you know, I know he's thick. He's big, but Imanov, 6'3, well built for the division, striking's elite. Uh, I'm all over Imanov here. Even at this price, I love it. This was almost my lock, but I really, you know, I lean on Dan Ega instead. Um, I don't think he can gas him because no one has but if he does i mean that's that that's next level that's rocket ship right give me even off here by decision uh and i think it's going to be one-sided unfortunately all right, BP likes Nasordin Imavov. Ken Flo Gastelum ended 2021 with back-to-back main event losses to Jared Cannonier and Robert Whitaker. He was not able to make the walk at all in 2022. This matchup actually was booked for April 9th of last year. It shall be done now as a main event this Saturday, live on E+. Which way are you going, Ken Flo? Imavov the favorite or Kelvin Gastelum the underdog? 
This is a tough fight. This is a very interesting fight. We have Imovov, who I've been very high on as well, Brian, since watching him in his first fight in the UFC. I think he has a ton of potential, and I believe he is a potential top five in the future. How does he do in this five-round fight against someone as experienced as Kelvin Gastelum? I don't know. It's hard to tell. You look at the guys that Gastelum has faced, and it's crazy. Last nine fights, Chris Weidman, Michael Bisping, Jacare Souza, Israel Adesanya, Darren Till, Herman. Hanson, Heinish, Whitaker, Cannoneer. The, the names go on and on and on. It's crazy. So we haven't seen him with the best record because of that. Mm-hmm. How much of that is his work ethic or, or maybe him fading as far as his dedication as a mixed martial artist? I don't know. I think that Kelvin is still extremely talented. I still think he's got a great chin. He's going to need that here against Imovov. I think that after the third round is when things are going to get very interesting. I think that's where his experience and potential conditioning can take over in this fight here against Imovov. But early on, I'm, I'm going to be very nervous for Kelvin in this fight. Uh, Imovov has a ton of tools. The way he puts together all of his skills is extremely impressive. He's fluid. He's strong. He's dangerous. Um, so, and he's tall, right? He's going to have that significant height and reach advantage over Gastelum. That is concerning. However, I'm going to go with the more experienced guy here. I'm also a little bit biased because I do like Kelvin. I've trained with Kelvin in the past. Uh, he's a good dude. Um, but, uh, I, I like Kelvin here in this fight. I'll go with the underdog here. I do think he's put in the work this time around. I know he's bounced from camp to camp a little bit of late and has left Rafael Cordero back home in Arizona. We'll see. Big spot for Kelvin Gastelum has had a lot of time off dating to his last appearance. All right, Brian Petrie on social media. You can find him at Brian Petrie MMA. Before I let you go, Cincinnati Bengals, right? You know, I kind of feel like they were going to beat the Buffalo Bills. And obviously Mm -hmm. then if they were to face Buffalo in the playoffs, that game would have happened in Cincinnati. You Mm -hmm. know, now kind of all bets are off. But I will ask you as you get ready to sit down and watch your Cincinnati Bengals today in week 18. Yes. One of the best outfits in the AFC. What is your forecast for them as we get ready for the NFL playoffs? So I just was on Twitter before I hopped on here. You know, Baltimore starting a guy named Anthony Brown. I don't know who that is, right? They're sitting a lot of their stars because they're locked into like whatever seed there are. So it looks like we're probably going to play them next round anyway. And if we beat them, there's no fucking coin flip. We get it in Cincinnati, and I think we can beat them again. We've already lost them once this year. Don't know if Lamar's coming back. But listen, we're humming. We're six in a row. We were coming out on fire Monday night. Uh, you know, Joe Shiesty is just sharp as ever. So, of course, I'm – and I think we have Kansas City's number. So, if we run into them again, yeah. good luck, Kansas City. Good luck, yeah. Patty Mahomes. Um, I'm obviously confident. I'm over the moon with, the, with this team, with the offense, the defense, and then – First class, the way they handled the game on Monday night, that was a scary situation, man. And uh, Zach Taylor, Coach Taylor, who you know I delivered to quite a bit. I you know him and his my wife, his his wife gets a lot of clothes, so I talked to her a lot. The first class <laughs> only, uh, yeah. She's always he's never home, but she's always home. And uh, the way he came out and handled that and everything was just uh, amazing. I drive by. You see medical center sometimes when I'm working and they have balloon arches and the city has come out and really helped this, uh, yeah. motivate this kid. So that's really awesome. So I think for that, for just good karma, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. Let's, 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 let's get that started, right? I'm telling you, I mean, that's that Cincinnati, they've dealt with a lot of major high profile sports injuries yeah. and, uh, obviously in no small part did their, work to save this man's life all right brian petrie mma best of luck on the board kind of nice to be able to place a wager from your phone and not cross state lines you enjoy that reality text you i didn't want to bother you six and one last week on nfl hey i missed one bet travis kelsey anytime touchdown score how does that not hit 
but whatever. We're going here. We got we got a nice unit play on the Bengals today. All right, buddy. Best of luck, Brian Petrie, with us as usual for the main event challenge on the Anik and Florian podcast. And uh, one final act of business: it's the Marrow Seconds. As our producer joins us to see what we fucked up. Maybe he has an NFL selection for you. He's been uh, a little bit hotter over the second half of the season. Yeah, well, I mean, my NFL selection before I actually give a real one is Bills minus a hundred against the Patriots today. But it's not the episode's not going to be out before that happens. But yeah. I, bills minus seven and a half for me to be I, sure hey i think there's a lot of futures money to be had on the bills you know i texted you this privately but i think with all of that momentum you know the obviously a very tragic situation could turn into a very positive one and i think that energy and that kind of stuff buoys teams so i think the bills could make a huge run here so what else do you have for us i actually have one thing for the marrow seconds that i'm going to share when you're done but okay. uh what do you have for uh, us so neil versus rachmanov is rebooked for ufc 285 that's march 4th 2023 there isn't a main event so far but everyone's kind of hoping that's going to be in ganu versus jones i'm circling it johnny maybe we can all make our way out there who knows my tickets are your tickets well nice job on the shirt there a lot of synchronicity on the show we don't play in the show john's just wearing the shirt ray breaks some news happens to be from favola like, we're just all floating on all cylinders here. All systems go. Uh, happy birthday to show contributor Aaron Bronstetter. Today's his birthday. So when this episode comes out, happy birthday, Aaron. Happy birthday, AB. Uh, I want to do some more stuff about the odd futures here in 2023, but I was looking today. Only one current UFC champ is has favorite odds to remain champ by the end of this year. Do you guys know who it is? So the current UFC champion who is favored to stay the champion at the end Male. of this year. All the female champions are favored. Volkanovski. Wrong. Hmm. I mean, is that because they think he's going to win the lightweight title and uh, and relinquish his featherweight belt? I mean, he might not even defend the featherweight title at all next year. There's going to be an interim champion. Um, male fighter most likely to uh, Davison? No, it's Islam. Uh, and he's no, the only he's like it's only minus like 150 so it's not like crazy but yeah. most of them yeah because right. it's futures most of them are plus but that was the only one that stood out to me uh but more to come on that john so <laughs> your 28 trips to brazil huh 3352 miles from miami to brazil for one trip the total trips well the hey the the first 19 of those were Vegas to Brazil, but I digress. Oh, well, thanks for <laughs> fucking up my math. But moving on, 187,712 miles if you use the math from Miami to Brazil, which isn't accurate. Uh, that's 7.5 wow. trips around the world for you, John, just, just with Brazil alone. John, we did like a trip to Brazil one time. I think we had like three three stops somehow. I was oh, like, yeah. how are we doing? Oh, yeah. Stops? Oh, nuts. yeah. Those were the days. Jaraguá do Sul. Walking Everybody. around some airport at like five in the morning. Like, what do we do? We're in Joinville, crying yeah. in my black coffee. And when I say black coffee, I mean it's, like black. Like as black as my shirt yeah. coffee. It's a airport hair care and tire center. Shout out to Ron White. Uh, yeah. So I did want to say uh, Azul Linhas Areas. I'm sure I fucked that up, but hey, give us a call. You know, if you want some good promo for a Brazilian airline, that's the number one airline in Brazil. There you uh, go. So my NFL pick is everyone is waiting to fade me. Uh, it's going to be a five point spread. You know, it's the line is even moved since I was doing my research. Uh, the Lions are eight and one against the spread. There's seven of those have been by over five. Four of those have been by but double digits. Detroit ranks tenth in the rushing. 
Even though Green Bay ranks fourth in the past, they rank 26th in their rushing defense. It's going to be cold, 24 degrees in Green Bay, so I think Detroit runs on them. I think Detroit could win this game, so the fact that they're getting plus five, that's the pick for me. Detroit plus five tomorrow night on ESPN. Yeah, I like that. Now, by the time the Lions and the Packers play, the Lions' playoff fate may already be decided, but I still think you get a a big effort out of the fighting Dan Campbells, and I think that uh, that it's not going to affect them in terms of their output and their effort towards the game. All right, so my kicker on the way out. So I'm driving around Boca Raton, Florida. A lot of fighters down here in South Florida. And there's this dude in like a Mercedes with like a temporary plate. He's like switching lanes and you can tell dude's on his phone. And it's like, come on, man. Like I'm trying to get somewhere. Like I feel like I'm the only one not looking at my phone and like kind of in a rush at times. Not that I'm late. I'm just trying to maximize time, you know? So I pull up along next side of the car. It's fucking Hector Lombard. So I kept going. But come on, Hector, man. Don't text and drive. You know I love you, Shango. Hector Lombard. We, we go back to season one of uh, Bellator in 09, but obviously uh, I wasn't going to like mean mug Hector Lombard on State Road 7 here. Probably not a good in idea. In Boca Raton. Yeah. All right, don't forget to take, check out Ken Flo's YouTube channel and also his Mixed Martial Arts website, KennyFlorianMartialArts.com. Anakin Florian Rewind, our exclusive segment on UFC Fight Pass. Good one coming up as we look back at Brandon Moreno's UFC debut in advance of his title fight against Davison Figueredo at UFC 283. AnnickFlorianPodcast.com is live with your merchandise needs. Promo codes FLASH and LONGO for 15% off, I believe. And also One More Sleep Brazil merchandise is now live for UFC 283. You can get that at millions.co. All right, don't forget, full video episodes of the show can now be ingested on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Plenty more on that in the not-too-distant future. Thanks to everybody for watching, for listening, for our producer Cody Merrill, for Ray Longo, for Brian Petrie, for Ken Flo and the rest. John Anik saying so long. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, yo, fucking later. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.